This is Green Visions, a production of the North 103.3 to encourage green thinking and green actions. Green Visions is made possible by the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower carbon energy future. I'm here with Matt Milner, Program Manager and Shashi Rao Research Scientist there from the NRRI, the Natural Resources Research Institute. And Matt, you wanted to start out just by kind of giving us, I think, a little bit of an overview about what we are talking about today. Yeah, thanks, Luke. Appreciate it. I uh, appreciate you having us um, here today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for making the time. So what we're talking about today is e-waste or electronic waste. Um, it's pretty hot topic lately um, with everything going on in the world and the materials that are available and or not available. Um, electronic waste, so what is it? So it's materials available in old televisions, cell phones, computers, printers, fax machines, audio equipment, or anything with a circuit board. They contain many metals, um, but also contain plastic, ceramics, glass, and other less valuable materials that are more difficult to recycle. Now, when I say e-waste or electronic waste, it's really a bad nomenclature. It should be really referred to as end-of-life electrical and electronic equipment, Hmm. or essentially materials that are available for recycling that often are not, that we'll talk about. So why is this important? The electronic waste is worth roughly $60 billion throughout the world. Studies found that approximately 50 million metric tons of e-waste are generated each year globally, of which only about you know, less than 20% are actually recycled. In the U.S., it's actually closer to 9%, though, so very low recycling rate with these type of materials. They contain metals like gold, silver, copper, lithium, rare earth elements, platinum, palladium, cobalt, and other metals. In terms of recycling rates for some of these, some of the bulk metals like gold, silver, steel, copper are more like 30 to 90%. However, Scarce metals and semiconductor metals like lithium rare earths elements are closer to 1% to 10%, as well as plastics are only 1% to 10%. So it sounds like you've kind of tackled that first question that I had for you, which is, you know, when I throw away a cell phone, what valuable materials are ending up in the landfill? And it sounds like it's a pretty extensive list. Quite, quite a few, yeah. Mr. Shashi Rao will be commenting more on that in a minute. But really, it's a complex problem. There's lots of state, federal, and national, uh, international interest because of most of this material we're actually sending overseas for recycling. And all these materials end up as part of the global market. So what we did is we, we took a, a step towards understanding more. It's, it's not a, what we didn't, wasn't necessarily a technical report. It was more of an internal research and industry landscaping exercise to learn more about what, you know, learn more about electronic waste and, and what NRI's role could be. Um, we discussed this topic with industry and agency leaders so that we're planning for future investments to support our mission, which is to discover the, discover the economy of the future. Our expertise is really in the recycling of metals themselves, but what we learned is one of the biggest pain points is the recycling of plastics. And as a result, we didn't continue into actual research yet, but we're learning more about the problem in future collaborations. Shashi, let's throw it over to you. So that back to that question of somebody throws away a cell phone, the valuable materials that end up in the landfill. Your your comments on that. Yeah, thanks for having me here, Luke. Um, so electronic um, electronic waste may contain uh, close to 60, 69 different elements. Uh, they could contain valuable metals like copper, gold, silver. They could also contain semiconductor materials like gallium, germanium, indium. And they also come with hazardous metals like mercury and lead. As Matt mentioned, uh, they also have some non-metals like plastics, glass, and ceramics. And how about those key driving forces to electronic recycling? What are some of those? Yeah, there are um, basically three driving forces. Uh, the main one is regulation. 25 states in the United States of America, 
they have uh, passed legislation mandating statewide e-waste recycling. That's number one. Number two is uh, economics. Um, as Matt mentioned, they have a uh, lot of metals, and these metals have kind of carry 40 to 70 percent of the value. These metals are present in finite amount that can be extracted or mined from the earth. One way to balance supply and demand is through mining the electronic waste. And the third, uh, third driving force here is environment. Uh, electronic waste can contain hazardous materials like mercury, lead, and flame retardants. Improper and unsafe treatment and disposal through incineration or in landfills pose significant challenges to the environment, human health, and to the achievement of United Nations sustainability goals. What are some of the actions that are being taken or being talked about regarding this e-recycling? Good question. Um, there are different stakeholders who have taken different actions. The main one is uh, federal and state agencies. 25 states around the country have enacted uh, legislation mandating statewide recycling. In Minnesota, uh, in 2007, Minnesota enacted uh, Minnesota Electronic Recycling Act to address the increase in the volume of waste electronics being generated, the raising costs associated with their management, and the illegal dumping of certain products. Minnesota also has uh, more than 200 registered collectors and recyclers who collect and recycle electronic products. And um, the manufacturers. Manufacturers also are trying to design products that are easier to recycle, and they want to ensure that their products have less environmental impacts throughout the life cycle of their uh, products. And it takes a lot of people to make a change like this. So what's being done to educate the public to take a larger role in electronics recycling? Yeah, the, so, so the state government, county governments, MPCA, the EPA, they, they provide educational materials on their website. And uh, retailers like Best Buy or manufacturers like Apple, they have created uh, drop-off locations where... People can drop off their old electronics. And uh, some of the communities organize community collection drives to provide a convenient and local disposal options. Are there immediate actions that individuals are able to take, say, today? Yes. The simple action people can take is to not throw your electronics in trash bin or landfill. Sure. And uh, almost anything electronic can be recycled or refurbished. People should talk to their local recycler or they can contact MPCA or local government. Some of the uh, local registered collectors in the area are Goodwill Industries, WLSST. Those are the main agencies which collect and recycle electronics. Uh, the last is uh, people can visit the local recycling facilities such as Repowered, which is one of the largest recycling facilities of electronics in Minnesota. Uh, it's located in Twin Cities and there's another one called Integrated Recycling Technologies in St. Cloud. They have a 100 million pound electronic recycling facility in St. Cloud. Matt, Shashi, thanks for stopping by today. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Luke. Appreciate it. This has been Green Visions, a production of the North 1033 to encourage green thinking and green actions made possible by the Minnesota Power Energy Conservation Program, making progress toward a lower carbon energy future.